Welcome to Four Guys in a Cop. Here's your host, the only foursome to survive getting expelled from the League of Assassins and live to tell their tale. Red, Rusty, Tap, and Nova. Welcome one, welcome all. It's another week with the Four Guys in Our Comics, officially called Four Guys in a Comic. Uh, and this week, sort of riding on the tail of Image's 25th year anniversary, I thought that I would actually interview the gentleman here with me and ask him a few questions about their connection with Image. So um, who, who who's on the call with me here? Uh, Rust. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone's here, of course. <laughs> I think we've talked to a few image people, maybe one or two. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the gang's all here. And uh, so first of all, we'll start off the questions real easy. Um, just wanted to, I just want to learn a few things about you guys. I'm sure we all want to learn about each other. And, you know, people can shout out their own answers as well. Um, give us a call as well, Red, if you have that number and you want to advertise it right now. 684 uh, 682 for a comic 682 for a comic 682 for a comic 682 for a comic there you go all right so um whoever wants to answer first feel free there's a lot of image series out right now uh, we all know red loves to read them but um i wanted to ask you guys if you had to choose one one to read for the rest of your life you only had 299 or 399 to spend on a book for the rest of your life uh image book which one would it be oh sir i don't <laughs> think i could do that <laughs> no, i could choose yeah. like five choose. i could do like five but i can't do one see you just asked a loaded question because <laughs> the series that i would pick is supposed to be ending okay so can we pretend like the series are ongoing so if it's the rest of our life, can we pretend that the series is just going to be written for the rest of our lives? Yeah, the, the writer's fine with just one person buying it for the rest of their okay, life. Okay, okay. They're good okay. with that money. Okay. <laughs> All right. Invincible. Yeah. out right now, Dang. right? Invincible. Something that's, invincible. Okay, there you go. Invincible. invincible. All right, dude. Uh, I'm seriously torn. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm going to say Spawn. All right. And that just Spawn. might go for the rest of our lives. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Point, I mean, if you think about it, Spawn, I'm sorry, Spawn and uh, Savage Dragon are the two longest image titles currently, uh, 200 to 250s respectively. So, poof. Okay, so, oh, God damn it, man, this is hard. Um, birthright. I got to go with Birthright. Hey, sticking with his Williamson roots. Well, I was going to say Birthright or Nailbiter, and then I was like, mm, <laughs> if I could, I don't want to be, like, Nailbiter can get a little depressing at times, whereas Birthright True. is always, like, fantasy yeah. and fun. So if I can only choose one for the rest of my life, it's got to be fantasy and fun, so it's got to be Birthright. Fair enough. What about you, Noah? Uh, oh, me? Oh, jeez, I actually planned these out so I wouldn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha! Um... Honestly, I'd say I'd probably say Lazarus right now. See, that would be another one of my top five. Yes, and actually, that's not what I thought. I I was I really thought you were going to say Saga. Between, between, yeah, Saga would be fun for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, just because it is, and then it's like, well, East of West as well could be really cool for the rest of your life. There's just there could the universes are so big they could write these books for yeah until they die basically. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're all we're all creative, all four of us, I guess, in our own our own unique ways. Um, have you ever thought of your own book that you would like to pitch to Image, a, a completely creator-owned idea? And who would your artist be, your dream artist? Assuming you're writing, 
I'll go first. <laughs> All right. I okay. love the initiative. Hey! Okay, Ryan Audenly will be drawing my uh, comic for me. Uh, and basically, it's going to be about a guy who just retired after uh, 20 years or plus of service. And on the date of his retirement, you know, he's kind of like, all right, great, I'm retired. You know, I've been doing the military for all these years, and let me go find a job. You know, he's got a wife and kids to support. And basically, he starts discovering that his skills in the military aren't transferable into the real world. And he's having problems finding a job. Well, after months of searching, he's starting to get suppressed, starts hanging out at the bar, fighting with his wife, um, you know, separate, you know, just... Just completely just withdrawn um, at the bar one night and just kind of pouring over his troubles. And this guy hands him a business card and says, well, you know what? First, with your skills, I may have a job for. If you want a job, contact me. Here is uh, my card. Shows up, goes to the place, finds out that basically it is the, the bad guys. You know, you're, you're equivalent to Hydra, I guess you can say, of an evil organization where he can be middle management, uh, helping training younger cadets. And so, but he still has to go through their initial kind of like boot camp, I guess you could so say. But while he's there, um, it kind of goes into the next portion of the story where you have this young guy, you know, like 19 years old, straight out of uh, the, the academy, and he gets recruited by, to, by the good guy side, kind of like a shield, I guess you could say. And they decide they want to put him undercover into the evil organization. So he goes into the evil organization undercover and basically is uh, in a boot camp with this uh, retired military guy. And they become best friends, not knowing each other's backstories really or anything. And, well, throughout the course of the story, you know, your retired military guy ends up becoming the good guy and your good guy ends up becoming the villain. So that's the main gist of it. thought out. You've thought it, yeah, yeah. It's it's planned. I have so many thing, ideas, plans, story arcs, all sorts of stuff in the back of my head on this. I've been working this out for many years. Now, do you have an ending, or is this open-ended on your... Um, I'm, I'm thinking of a six- to eight-issue story. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And if it goes better than that, you know, who knows? What, basically, <laughs> it's just a matter of me getting off my duff and uh, doing it. But the problem is I'm not an artist. I'm not very good at drawing. I can do stick figures. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah. if I really yeah. want to draw something, I mean, a panel literally will take me months. It is very so, difficult. Yeah, I'm not, just it. not an artist by nature. I I can come yeah. up with great stories. I mean, I, stories are easy for me. I love to do stories, but it's just the art that that kills me. So that's why it's never really gotten off the ground. So I guess my idea is not as well thought out i guess is read story wise but i mean i've i've thought about it for a long time and i have some of the character idea i have all those traits and the character itself planned out but um i don't really have a lot of the story planned out as much but it is actually a uh about a space character named uh Malencion, okay and um he is a space nomad that is a telepath that telepath telekinetic and he can alter reality and he has like a regeneration a small regeneration property to him so he doesn't know how old he is basically he doesn't know anything about his past all he knows is that he's a mix of two different alien races which he's unsure of and um, he's the only one of his kind and um, what is going to happen is he basically was lost at a young age and had to like basically raise himself and now he's just 
wandering across the universe trying to learn more about himself, but he realized he doesn't really have a home kind of thing. But the idea is to have it like as an ongoing to where he can just keep doing different spin-off stories from it because he's trying to reach that ultimate end, which is figuring out himself. But along the way, he's going to like run into, you know, oh, I have to save this planet or make the decision to do this and help this person or just ignore it and move on kind of thing. So, yeah, Malencion. All right. Yeah, it sounds cool. I see that as almost a mix like uh, the greatest American hero meets Invincible. Yeah. But he's he's yellow and he's like seven foot tall and so he's Adam yeah. Warlock. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But... <laughs> this is great. I love this because Red 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 does this Nick Fury Shield storyline and then Rusty goes and does a oh Adam Warlock. It falls with basically. their personality, but we yeah. enjoy. A great little social experiment. What kind of image style would you? Oh well, it'd be exactly what I'm reading already, just <laughs> written by me. <laughs> The names would be changed and to protect uh, Indians. Thick Nuri and Thick uh... Nuri. <laughs> oh, my guy's name is actually Mac. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, Tab. Um, mine's not nearly as thought out as everyone else's because I guess I've never really contemplated this before. Um, but if I had to choose an artist. You know, um, there's actually there's a lot of really good ones, but I'd probably have to roll with Tom Mandrake as my artist. <laughs> and it would be like the genre would be something like a supernatural, obviously, but throw in like time travel. Okay, where... Bendis. <clears throat> huh? Okay, Bendis. No, far from Bendis. <laughs> far, far, far from fucking Bendis. So time travel horror. <laughs> it, it would be more like that, but it'd have like like butterfly effect, um, st- like the mm. chaos theory mixed in. So like any time that something was slayed or a ghost was freed, it would somehow screw with the time, with the time shift in the future. Mm. That'd be kind of cool to do. To like if you had that, where after the end of every issue, the person comes back from wherever they time traveled from. And they have to figure out basically what's changed. Yeah, so like, think okay, think quantum leap meets supernatural. Yeah, think quantum leap meets supernatural. If you could combine those two with Tom Mandrake, there you go. And throw an that one there somewhere. See, that would be so cool, dude. Because like you could have like a really like a main character kind of person like for five issues, and then all of a sudden something like the guy goes back in the sixth issue to do, do something has gone for two issues comes back in like the eighth or ninth issue and then that other character is completely erased and that's what you know what i mean yeah you could stuff do like all that. sorts of cool. crazy stuff where it's just constantly evolving and it's something that could be forever ongoing because you could have a thousand different characters yeah mm-hmm. yeah i have to say quantum leap that was one comic series i wish continued that didn't end i love that comic series i don't even know. i watched the show i didn't even realize oh it was god a comic. yeah 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 but yeah, so there you go. Nova, what um, would Rusty, you do? Uh, Rusty, did you mention an artist? Just uh, oh, I didn't mention did an artist. Okay, so if I had to pick an artist for this, I know y'all are all thinking Jim Starlin, but I'm not doing Jim Starlin. Ron <laughs> um, maybe. Well, I was actually thinking um, Jim, like Lee. Ron Lim. I actually, no, no joke. I was thinking like Ron Lim, yeah. but like 
early 90s Ron Lim, please. Oh, so there's time like travel Ron... involved in your story as well. Okay. Yeah, I need to bring Ron <laughs> Lim from the uh, the past to the future. I mean, I, yeah. I like the guy's stuff, but his, his new stuff doesn't compare to what he used to do, man. Fair enough. Um, for me, I've got a few ideas bouncing around in my head, but I always wanted to play the with the idea of um, basically it being like the an alternate or an alternate universe um, World War Two era, but there's a lot more, you know, like experimental science and technology that may or may not be from this planet. And this kid um, who got drafted finds um, in this, uh, you know, demolished Jewish uh, household, he finds a little box, and in that box. Um, he finds a little artifact that essentially transforms his arm. Now, what I was thinking about... <laughs> I'm sorry, listen, you're going Hellboy on us. Getting there. But the cool, thing, the cool thing about his arm is he can change it into any material anywhere. For example, if he decides to make it the dirt of um, a concentration camp and he touches someone, they'll feel all the pain... And, you know, like the cruelty and the punishment that happened on that ground, um, you know, you, you you could change that to all sorts of things, whatever whatever you want. If you do like, a, oh, it's like the dashboard of a, of a Ford, it'll be like, oh, you'll feel the heat of the furnaces and all that jazz. So something along those lines. Um, yeah, with a little Hellboy twist for sure. Right. And my ideal artist would not be Mike Mignola, despite the clear Hellboy uh, referencing. Um I haven't actually thought about an artist. I do like Nick Dragota, so I'll say him. Guy who does East of West. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a fun little experiment. I just wanted to see what... Uh, I, vote, I mean, everyone, I think, fantasizes, except for Tap, apparently, about like, no. oh, if I were to ever do... <laughs> I'm not if really I were to a ever writer, a so I mean, I know where my strengths lie. <laughs> writing's, writing's not my strong suit. Yeah. See, if I was to do anything else, it would be basically a whole series dealing with the uh, trials and tribulation of demigods and gods. That'd Mine cool. would totally be an anthology yeah. series of uh, of horror tales. Yes, Rusty's been on the EC kick lately. Well, I feel <laughs> like they need to bring something like that back, man. Oh, I'm so with you. bad. That would be awesome. And then you could feature different artists and writers, well, just like they did back then. And it doesn't have to be just one long story. It could be like three short stories, and it, you wouldn't even have to have them all in the same studio. People, they could just send in their collaborated work from all over. You well, know I mean, what I mean? They are bringing back, you know, Arl Stein's man thing. So yeah. that could very well be, and because Arl Stein wanted it to be like an EC Comics thing, so maybe they're tiptoeing in that direction to see yeah. how how this pans out and then go from there. Yeah. Testing the waters. Yeah. yeah. It would be nice. Um, my last question. Um, a lot of, we've all read quite a few image books and some of them are good. Like you'll read Spawn and be like, oh, that's that was pretty fun. Like it was very different. Um, my question is, what book, what was the first book? I, I guess Reds is going to be the same answer. What was that first book where that really just sort of blew you away and made you realize like you know, Image can actually do these insane things, and these storylines are so much. But this book just blew me away. I've never read anything like this from Marvel or DC. Um, for I'll just start first with this one. For me, it was East of West. Like I read the first arc, and it was just just revolutionized how how I thought of um, comics at the time. Now, granted, there's books like Watchmen that did the same thing, but uh, there's something about East of West where it just felt like there was a a movie unraveling in front of me. For me, I, okay, so I always felt 
like when I grew up reading, everything was always superheroes. Comic books always had to be superheroes. Um, I never really got, until I got much older, I never really got into anything other than like the whole superhero thing, the comic book. So when I first started reading Image, I think one of the first things that I read um, from Image, other than Spawn, of course, which is you know, kind of more of that superhero feel, is uh, Postal. And I got really, really sucked into Postal, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, this this is incredible. It's it's real. It's not real life, but it, I mean, it kind of. You know what I mean? Like, it's not superheroes. <laughs> yeah, it's not people yeah. with superpowers and stuff. And it blew me away. And because of that, I started to branch off into other books and things that I just... At, like, Lazarus, for instance. I went to town on 21 issues of Lazarus yesterday. It's incredible. Great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I yeah. was... My mind was blown. Nobody, it really, I know when I read Lazarus, it really it was just like, oh, oh my God, how can anybody not have read this or know about it? It's like, it's just amazing. Yeah, Nova had been yelling at me at a while. He's like, whatever. He's like, put down whatever you're doing and go read Lazarus. And I was like, eh, mm-hmm. we'll see. And then I finally did. I finally got around to it, and I couldn't stop. It was, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, I talked about that like six months ago on a podcast. I was like, oh, you guys read Lazarus. You know, nobody yeah, like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. It didn't sound appealing yeah. to me. Like, it just didn't sound cool. And then I sat down and started finally reading it, and I was, I couldn't believe it. Well, we'll tap, check out also uh, Velvet. Yeah, I keep hearing a lot about that mm-hmm. one as well lately. That one keeps it's, popping up. Because when you talk about image titles that blow you away, that is another one. Velvet is just like... You just Ed Brubaker, you just fall in love with this character from the beginning, and by the time you hit the last issue, you're just blown away by the ending of it, and you just you just want to tell everybody. I mean, I think I spent the whole dinner time at dinner table talking about the last issue, and everybody that would I could I could. It's just issues Marvel. I mean, image issues that blow you away. That is another one, mm, hands down. Yep. Now, right. Rusty. For me growing up, man, I mean, it was all about, like, when it came to Image, the only thing literally that even I knew related to Image when I was a kid in the 90s was Spawn. And I liked Spawn a lot when I was like, especially it was the toys that got me into it, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, I, I actually, you remember when they did the, um, shoot, what was it? They did the comic books in the action figure packs or whatever. They had a um, Spawn one, and I remember that was the first Spawn comic I ever got when I was a kid. And um, I remember just, I couldn't really, I didn't really understand the story too, too much. You know, I was super young, but I remember looking at the art and everything, just being like, wow. But you're going to be surprised because, you know, later on I didn't start, Spawn wasn't the first image title that I really started reading again, like, over the past few years. Even though y'all are going to pick on me about it, Invincible was the thing that really got, hit it off for me with image again. But, yeah, so, you know, Invincible really just, I don't know, that's what got me back into Image, and that's when I wanted to try Spawn again, and I started Spawn again. And I like Spawn more than Invincible, sorry, but, yeah, Invincible really got me back into Image. I don't read a lot of Image, though. Yeah, I wish you had more time to read Image. (laughs) Between Spawn and Invincible, you're you're not really grasping the spectrum, but at least you're trying. I'm going to throw out my two things since out there in regards to yeah. image that really got to me. You know, I've been reading Invincible, you know, since the get-go. I loved Invincible, but at the same time, I was still collecting and reading my Marvel. 
Um, I never truly was big into DC, maybe more when I was a kid. Um, but I, Marvel, you know, I was doing my, all of my, you know, Captain Americas and Spider-Mans and the, all, all those things. It was just like two years ago-ish. Just all of a sudden, you know, I, all the different image titles that were coming out. I was really starting to read a lot and a lot more image. I can't really say one title, but it was a combination of everything around two two years or so that just really blew me away. That made me basically take everything, every Im, uh, Marvel title out of my pool box and switch everything over to image. I mean, it was just, I, you know, of course, you know, my love for Invincible and Walking Dead and those other titles, but. Just the combination of all these different titles put together when you actually start reading the different things and all this, you know, creator-owned stuff. It's just like, wow, you know, they're just not under the same restraints that they are under the other big two. And it just gives for a better story. It really, truly does. So, as you know now, I mean, I hardly have – I don't have much Marvel just except some of my, you know, personal favorites. Image. It, it, it just changed. It, just, it changed my way of reading a lot. And after a while, after you know, forty some years of reading all this superhero stuff, I kind of felt like I kind of grew out of it a little bit. I wanted to read more of the other things that weren't so superhero, such as The Walking Dead or Outcast, uh, Postal. You know, some a lot of the Matt Hawkins stuff, especially. So I gravitated away from that, and that's why really Image is. Like, you know, my heart and soul when it comes to comics, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, I hear that for sure. It's It's been apparent in your collection as well, um, yeah. which people can see actually on our YouTube channel if they do want to. And Red's a 25th anniversary video, which yeah, is really nice. solid. Check it out. Um, so since we have a little more time, I was going to do a little repeat um, since I'm not that creative either, uh, which is why I don't have an image title, uh, of something I did. I guess a month ago, but this time it's going to be uh, image-focused. So I'm going to give you guys a clue, and then you guess what t- what image title you think it is. If you don't guess it, we go on to the next one, and uh, next clue, and there will be three clues in total. So it's Blues, blues Clues with Four Guys in a Comic, um, blues clues. Part 2. <laughs> All right. You got a clue? I so got a clue. Clue number one, Dungeons and Dragons. Birthright. Nope, sorry. Anyone else? <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons. It's very vague. Give you guys ten seconds. Oh, 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 God, oh. oh I know what you're talking about. I just can't no, you the... don't. What oh, is yeah, it? I... No, I just... <laughs> I'm thinking of the title. I'm thinking of the title. Of the title. <laughs> Three, two, one. No, Give no guesses. Give another clue. All right, clue number two. All females, because females kick ass. Oh, right. Rat queens. There you go. And my third clue was shut up, Gary. If you guys read the series, you'll uh, get that. But since you're not laughing, you don't read the series. I clearly. don't read oh. Rat Queens. Never have. <laughs> I know. Everyone all right, does so read it, though. This is it's, gonna it's, be it's all right. I mean, it, it's hit and miss. Um, it's okay for me. Yeah, I've Fair never enough. read it. Everyone hates Red now. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a tough one. Um, so clue number one is Superman ripoff. Invincible. No. Superman ripoff. Red, you and Tap already guessed. Um, you oh, what's his name? We talked about him uh, not long ago on the podcast, I think. 
immortal? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Clue number two, created by Rob Liefeld. Supreme. There you go. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that is what I was thinking. Okay. We talked about Supreme not long yeah. ago. You notice yeah. I almost said it, then you cut me off. You said I already t- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, he's going to spill the beans. I can't let him do it. <laughs> yeah, I actually started reading it because Alan Moore started yeah. writing that book. I like yeah. issue 41. And it actually gets really good. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. Next one. Clue number one. Uh, I don't know which one to do for. All right, wings and horns. That's what I'll say. Saga. Damn it, Tab. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. It was Saga. Um, I, I'm not even gonna bother with my other clues on that one. Um, this one, hopefully, God, I hope at least one of these goes past the second clue. Um, clue number one: Nightwing's got nothing on this guy. Nightwing doesn't have anything on this guy. Yep. Um, wait. Is blood, Bloodshot's not Image, right? No, Bloodshot's Valiant. Yep. Bloodpool is Image. <laughs> All right, clue number two. A family unlike any other. Lazarus? Hmm. Totally death blow, right? The third clue will give it all away, so I mean, no one guesses it after this one. I don't know. All right. Clue number three Um, Hipster Kirkman. Before uh, Before Kirkman was cool, in other words. Hipster Kirkman. I guess this one's harder than I thought it was, which is good. Uh, what Kirkman do before The Walking Dead and Invincible? Oh my God. Marvel stuff. Uh, no, no. He let's see. He did. Uh, Can you give us the year that it was from? Was it ninety eight or ninety nine? Mm, let me see. You're Is googling, Kirk- aren't you? Rusty's, Google Rusty's googling. That's why he's asking for the years. I'm so not narrow it down. Three. Of course, that's what he's doing. And then you hear him whispering, Alexa, blah, blah, blah. It was uh, 2003. 2003? See, Wolfman was already done. Uh, Science dog. Uh, (laughs) Hipster Kirkman. Outcast. I am stumped. Guys, it's invincible. He wasn't cool, but while he was writing Invincible, nobody cared that much. Uh, yeah, they Nightwing, did. This whole time, I was trying to think of like not as much as Walking Dead. As soon as Walking Dead, it was like Kirkman just became this like. Yeah, that is true. God. That is true. Um, so the first clue: Nightwing's got nothing on this guy. Dick Grayson, Mark Grayson. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> see, I wasn't thinking yeah, okay. Dick Grayson. I was thinking. <laughs> I Nightwing. know. And I, I had Ninjak in my head, and I'm like, that's not Image, though. Just like... <laughs> got you guys with that one. I kept thinking right, Talon. This... <laughs> I don't like those clues. <laughs> Throw that yeah. out. Start <laughs> naming young blood characters. <laughs> All right, this one, this one should be really easy. Like, I really hope you guys get this one. Clue number one, death is coming. East or West. There you go. That's but it. Yeah, but... but, yeah, that's um, that's a little... Image tribute. Um, Sweet. 
Hope everyone had fun, and I believe we do have uh, an independent uh, artist and writer that we do need to call now. to the four guys but do you like movies inspired by the comics i bet you do check this out we've got a new cross promo going on with fork found movie reviews so give it a listen we're going to talk about howard the duck and the captain america movie both wonderful choices make way for a special guest terry parr Hey guys welcome back to the second half of the four guys on a comic podcast where we bring to you an interview and today we have a very special guest one half of show enough studios and co-creator of aroba side we have terry parr what's up terry hey what's going on how are you doing hey we're doing all right over here <laughs> it's a good for day sure. yeah. <laughs> great day for comics every day is a great day for comics yeah, yeah. of course for sure <laughs> so uh terry for those who are not familiar with you or your work why don't you just give us a little rundown about what you do in the industry what i do uh I'm a comic artist, which is a very broad term. Uh, I pencil, I can ink, and I also color. Uh, also, I'm also a letterer, uh, but I'm also a creator. I have my own comic book uh, called The Robicide, The Extreme Ninja Workout. Uh, and I, you know, I've worked for uh, El Peso Hero and a lot of other independent uh, comics. So um, right now, your uh, current book, A Robicide, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? What is it about? Uh, it's my basic love letter to the 80s. Uh, I love everything 80s. I love the BMX bikes, the music, the heavy metal, all that cool stuff. Um, it's basically about uh, Sher- uh, this girl named Sherry. Uh, she's a aerobic instructor slash ninja. Uh, she fights yuppies. Uh, she fights, there's weightlifting gangs, you know, all that weird, cool stuff I want to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Great weightlifting gangs. Yeah. So you have like these big, you know, steroids and all that stuff. <laughs> so is Show Enough Studios, is that uh, like your studio that like that you created yourself? Yeah. Uh, Show Enough Studio. Uh, the reason why we cha- uh, chose that name was because uh, when I met Halo, who is now my wife, we found out like one of the movies we really loved was very The Last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> And so when we uh, started collaborating, you know, with art, we wanted to have a studio. We didn't know what to call it. And, you know, show enough, you know, it just, it just seemed to pop. And, you know, so we stuck with that. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm a huge uh, Last Dragon fan myself. So that's awesome. Uh, did you see it at the Alamo Draft House when um, Timok was there? I did not. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the guy played uh, Bruce Leroy. Uh, he was there, and uh, it was trippy watching the movie, and you can see him watching the movie. So, you know, so he's like watching, <laughs> watching him watch himself on the screen. It's really weird. Uh, he's he's a really nice guy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love that movie. Now, um, how did you get in? Oh, go ahead, Nova. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. I know how much you like talking movies, so yeah. <laughs> I don't want to step on your tail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm a big fan of eighties too. I like this I've I'd never heard of um Arobicide until tonight and this definitely sounds like a book up my alley. Like 
I love like the '80s stuff, like Gleaming the Cube, and you know, oh. like you were saying, the BMX stuff, and it's yeah, just rad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, breaking. Yeah, well, yes, breaking turbo. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you're also really into aerobics, so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So anyway, go ahead, Nova. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to know how how you got uh, started in the industry. I mean, there's a lot of, I know a few people that listen that are trying to themselves and um, obviously you have a Kickstarter for um, Aerobicide. And aside from that though, how did you sort of, I know a lot of people find different pathways into the industry. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird Uh, for myself uh, or for any person who's trying to break in uh, the easiest way, just the easiest way I, I think to do it is to just, do your own comic book. Um, once you create your own, then and, and have it published, and you can sell it, and then you can start showing it to other people, and then other publishers, and then you can show it to other artists and editors. And it's about like build, you know, building your uh, portfolio up. I mean, if you actually have a comic book like already done, like mo- most people who want to break in, they actually never draw on like a twenty-page comic. Like that's a whole new ball game. You, they're usually used to only you know uh, working on a short story or whatever. But if you actually put out an entire book, like you're already like way ahead of most people. So it requires work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hard work, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So how many issues are you into right now? Uh, the first issue is done for Robicide. Um I do have some like side issues that I'm working on too. Uh, I'm doing a crossover with another uh, Dallas creator, uh, Dust Comics. Uh, since his character is a vampire, uh, we wrote it. He came up with the idea that they cross paths, you know, back in the '80s. So, so that's that's what we're, I'm working on right now. Um, yeah, but right now, Robicide's technically it's probably going to be about three issues at least. Um, I keep coming with more and more ideas, but the, the initial plan was just three issues. For those that want to get issue one, where can they pick it up at? It's not out yet. It's coming out in the summer. Oh, um, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still don't have the dates yet. Uh, I have to talk to my publisher. But as of right now, like the first issue is uh, is in a Show Enough Studio Presents. It's like a short Ooh. story. Mm-hmm. That's currently what's out right now. Then I have a coloring book and some small stuff, but the main first issue is not out till the summer. Okay. Will we also be seeing that on comicology at all? Uh, probably. Yes. Uh, I'm going through ape entertainment and they, they go through diamond distributions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's most likely going to be on that too. That's good. Yeah. Oh, ape okay. entertainment is pretty good about getting their stuff on uh, comicology. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Very cool. cool. So, do you have like any other project? I know you have a robicide right now that you're working on, but do you have any things like on the back burner, any ideas you want for uh, future comics? Yeah. Uh, the problem with being an artist is, uh, having so many ideas and not enough time. Uh, it's fun. I'm, I'm collaborating with another, uh, guy. Um, he has a, a story that he's working on and I've done some designs for, uh, and I actually have, an idea for a nineties comic that I really want to do. It's like my love letter to the early image comics era, uh, you know, with all the shoulder pads and, and the all pouches that. and yeah, the pouches. no, Actually, no like, feet. Yeah. No, yeah. It's going to be the easiest comic ever. 
it's funny is like I want to have like the main villain. His name is Pouch, and he's just nothing but pouches. Oh my god! That's <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun with that too. But right now it's all about Robicide. I keep having like random ideas that I want to do. Do you have a mock-up of the character yet? Oh man, uh, I actually have. Hang on. <laughs> that sounds epic. It does. See all these pouches with a gut with all these this big huge gun with all these little yeah to it. I don't have pouch. I just have the actual team. Uh it roughed out. Hang on. I don't know if you can see this or not. It's oh yeah, there it is. Nice. That looks cool. And look, yeah, there's no feet. Yeah. <laughs> No, sweet. Yeah, it's basically like uh, they get their powers from music. He has like thrash metal energy, mm-hmm. and they have like hip hop and you know energy and stuff. It's you know <laughs> play a little in sync or Backstreet Boys. Yeah, well, actually, I want to have the villains like the the Backstreet Boys. Oh, that the, oh that's be even epic. better. <laughs> better. <Yeah. laughs> Throw on some early Metallica or Crew, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be fun, too. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that'd be fun, you know. Very cool. So, you know, since a lot of your stuff is, like, I guess, period-based and stuff, what were some of the comics that you grew up reading? Um, You know, I love Swamp Thing. He's, like, my favorite character. Uh, I also, you know, read X-Men. And uh, I grew up with, like, the, the image, early image stuff, too. Like, the really bad, cheesy, you know, gritty teeth. Gritted teeth. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was always like, you know, X-Men, you know, growing up, it was not Marvel. Aside from your clear love for, uh, Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee, (laughs) is any other artist that sort of, um, molded your art style? Um, yeah, um, Adam Hughes was like a big influence, uh, for like a long time. And then, uh, I got more, I got into caricatures and that kind of like threw a curveball in my style. For the uh, for the you know for uh, for me it felt like you know it took a turn for the better not for the worse uh, you know I love like Bruce Tim you know I started getting like anime and, and uh, manga and uh, Bruce Tim uh, Shane Glines a little bit more cartoony style uh, I'm getting into right now uh, yeah it's just for a while like I really wanted to be Adam Hughes like for for a long time like his his, his art's amazing. But unfortunately, there can only be one Adam Hughes, and so I had to like do something else, way different. <laughs> well, you gotta love Bruce Tim. Can't yeah. say that's oh, yeah. a that's a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Tim is is amazing. Yeah. So, have you thought about doing anything like animated? Like, I mean, some of this stuff, like I know it's just coming out and just getting started. But do you have any ideas about potentially even turning some of this animated, like a Robicide or Pouch or anything like that? It wishes <laughs> dreams to turn it animated. Um, well, for a Robicide, I always figure like a live action would, would probably be better. But I could totally see an animated feature too. That, that I think that would work. But like, I always I want to do like an '80s style, like Turbo Kid. You know, oh, Stalin. okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I figured that might be a better fit, but I could, yeah, totally animated style would totally work too. 
I don't know the Turbo Kid. Now you mentioned it, that actually sounds pretty dope. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I love Turbo Kid. Yeah, Turbo that was fun. awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that would actually be a lot of fun. I could see that. Yeah, a lot of blood, you know. <laughs> ninja fighting (laughs) (laughs) no i love it so um i know you do a lot of conventions up here in the uh, dallas area and throughout texas and stuff you'll travel um do you have any like uh conventions that you're gonna be at in the near future people can come Uh, check out your stuff yeah end of this month i'm gonna be at mini acon that's gonna be in Louisville. it's a free show to attend um trying to think what else Possibly Fan Expo. It's not. I'm not 100% on that yet because they have an old-school way of, like, doing business. So, like, you have to send a check, you know, or okay. a money order, <laughs> which is, like, wow. Really- send your check or money order <laughs> to yeah, this address, like, P.O. To P.O. Box. Box. <laughs> Self-addressed <There's> stamped like- <laughs> envelope. Yeah, there's, like, a million-dollar company, and they still only, they only take checks. No, you can't pay online or anything. So, I'm, yeah. yeah, so we're still hearing back on that. Weird. Does anybody uh, even still use checks anymore? All right. I know, right? It's yeah. just so weird. I just don't understand it. Maybe, maybe they like being old school. I don't know. It's yeah. so... <laughs> They're bringing the check writing back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> checks today, beta tomorrow. <laughs> so I wanted to ask... Um, I typically ask whenever we have an artist on here, are you a, a pencil and paper kind of guy or are you all digital at this point? Uh, I prefer drawing on paper still. Uh, I tried going all digital like a few years ago because I bought a Cintiq. Uh, it's the one where you can actually draw on the screen. Um, right. But with with technology, it's, it's so easy just to keep making tweaks you know, like making a selection, changing it. Uh, I feel like if I get it down on paper, like I don't have to make any kind of tweaks on uh, when I'm you know when I put it on uh, on the computer. Uh, it's just there's just too many too many options you can do if you go all digital. You know what I mean? Then you end up spending way too much time perfecting it instead of moving yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like. <clears throat> And then after a while, like, I call it losing the flavor. Like you, you lose the initial impression that of what you want to get on the page. And then if you change it too much, then you really just lose all that flow. And uh, you know, it's it I don't know. It just it just seems really different and off. So I just prefer doing it all on pencil. Uh, I'm just faster at it that way. I know other artists, every artist has their own techniques, but for me, yeah. it's faster to get done on on paper. And then I just do uh, when I digitally. I just I just color. I just I use Photoshop. Yeah, you'll have a uh, you'll have some original pages one day to to sell as well. Yeah, yeah. The other positive too is that you actually have nice a little like, bonus. You know, yeah. So I know that you've been doing all you do. You really is indie stuff. Is there any characters like dream characters that you wish you could draw? Oh man, jeez. Uh, Small thing, of course. Yeah, uh, would really love to draw that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would love to do like an an old image style book. You know, I would love to draw wildcats. You know, or something. You know, like cyber force. You know, I would love to do that. It probably never happened, mm-hmm. but you know, that's my. But uh, I think that's bring awesome. blood strike back. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'll draw Young Blood Strike file any day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Very cool. So, do you, okay. Do you have any comics that you currently read? Like, what? What? Do you have a short box or a pool list or anything that you still keep track of? Oh man, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really bad. I get so busy. I never. I do not have time to like read comics. Like, I'll get lucky if I actually could sit down and watch TV. Um, trying to think. Of the last thing I read. Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. It happens. Uh, you have no idea how often we talk to artists and writers, yeah. and they're just like reading comics. What's that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll like reread like old comics though. <laughs> there we go. You always got to go back to the classics. Yes. Wildcats. <laughs> See, there you go. Wildcats. <laughs> I have that one. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. They're so, bringing. Uh, I was gonna say DC's bringing back uh, the Wildstorm imprint. Uh, Warren Ellis is overseeing it right now. No way. Yeah. yeah um, the first issue is dropping this upcoming Wednesday. We got a sneak preview of it. Um, so far, it looks pretty good from what I read. Nova, have you read it yet? No, I haven't, and I can't talk about it legally, Tap. Jeez, what are you trying to do? <laughs> we you just can't spoil DC. anything. To get him into trouble. We can't <laughs> spoil anything. I just said it looked good. You know, you know the DC publicity is listening to this show? No, you can't <laughs> spoil anything. I didn't spoil nothing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so they are bringing back Wildstorm, though. So, I mean, the, that whole universe. So they're talking about, you know, Grifter and, and all them. So it is a possibility. You you may get that opportunity. Oh, hell yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. <laughs> I can't wait to read Robicide. Favorite but... 80s movie. Wait, what? I said I got Favorite it. 80s movie. Oh, who? Yeah, who which one are you talking to? Is <laughs> <laughs> it my turn? Well, okay. I say all I heard was tap talking over you the whole time. So classic. Um, yeah. I was just <laughs> um, I was just gonna ask um, favorite '80s movie. Oh man, uh, probably The Last Dragon, um, and then probably Red and Breaking. Like probably my top three. Heck yeah! Yeah. Cool. I sh- yeah, I play breaking for anybody like who comes over that or Last Dragon if they haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Last Dragon, especially Last Dragon, then you did not have a, a good childhood. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I remember watching Last Dragon religiously as a child, and I thought yeah. it was amazing when he caught the bullet in his teeth i was like you can do that and then as i got older i realized that you really can't and please don't try that at home <laughs> well dude well, guys in the comic does not endorse the catching of bullets with the teeth yeah no no uh. <laughs> awesome all right terry well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up okay um really appreciate you coming on and doing the interview with us man no you're welcome to come back anytime yeah let me just let me know <laughs> for sure, for sure. And um, do you have anything that you want to say before you go? Anything you want to promote or anything? I, I don't know. We already talked about Robicide, so okay. that's, that's like the main thing. We will be at Mini Acon uh, at the end of February if you want to come see us. Very cool. Yeah. 
awesome. And be sure to let All us right. know when Arobicide officially drops. And well, one, yeah. I'll read it, and two, we'll we'll yeah, promote yeah. it as well. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. For sure. Definitely. Very cool. cool. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for your time, brother. Uh, no problem, man. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank you. Hey, we'll see you later, Terry. Bye. Time to jump back in the Lazarus pit. We've come to the end of another episode. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to join us next week when Red Skull and Hydra take over the White House. Rusty Tap and Nova combine powers to stop Hydra in their tracks, but will they survive? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, check us out on social media, send us a tweet, leave us a voicemail, and subscribe and follow us on Facebook.